I'm a straight male. I don't really conform to like hyper masculinity or any of that stuff. I was doing a business course at college and I had a motorcycle crash and I broke my back. I was just like thinking over my life so much. And I was like, if this was my one chance, I really want to do it how I want to do it. Decided to dress less what was cool and more what I love. There was something inside me like trying to like get out and like express it. Hi, my queer family. I'm Javier Lopez. Hope you're all safe and sound. In this episode, we will be talking about fashion and its many forms. I had the pleasure of interviewing my good friend Joel. We talked fashion and his relationship with clothes, his creative process and a little bit about his personal life. Clothing has shifted incredibly during the past decade. Nowadays, people feel more comfortable bending the rules when it comes to fashion. And that's what it's about, about breaking boundaries but also a statement that says, this is who I am, this is my style, and if you don't agree with it, that's okay. Clothing should have no gender, and fashion has a lot to answer when it comes to what ideas we are fed. But overall, are you willing to be yourself and express yourself the way you want to, and more importantly, can you? Hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy recording it. For the ones listening, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Where you from, what you do, or any hobbies sort of thing about yourself, just to get to know each other a little bit more. Okay, uh, that's a little bit of a big question. Um, so I was born in Leicester in the middle of England. Um, I have like a mixed kind of background, um, Jamaican English. Um, I am a, I don't know the terminology fully. Um, you know these better than me. Like I'm a straight male, but like you know that I don't really conform to like hyper masculinity or any of that stuff. Sorry, I got my two. Um, no, it's okay. So when when you have issues describing yourself, just describe it as you being you. So you don't have to fit on anything or any boxes. You're just describing yourself and the way you are. So that way you don't have to feel like obliged to fit in a particular gender or characteristics or something like that. Okay, cool, yeah. So then um, I was growing up and I traveled around a lot through different, like I went to school in a lot of different places. So like I have a quite mixed up accent, like North, South, all around England. And I appreciated that that got like, gave me the opportunity to meet lots of different people from different walks of life and stuff. And that's probably influenced me in my life and stuff in general. Um, and then I was doing a business course at college and I had a motorcycle crash and I broke my back. So I stopped doing that. Sorry, this is just some background that got me into like. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, continue. Because I was quite, uh, um, I was always different, but much less different before like the motorcycle crash and that. Because after that, because I was in hospital for like a month, I was just like thinking over my life so much. And I was like, if this was my one chance, like, I really want to do it how I want to do it. So mm-hmm. I came out and I started, like, dressing more, my like, to, like towards my style. Like, I was always into clothes and stuff, but I just decided to dress less what was cool and more what I love. Mm-hmm. And 
things like that and just changed my whole outlook on life. Like I dropped out of my business course and started doing art instead. Um, and then I ended up moving down to London, getting involved in uh, fashion and photography and things like that and make clothes. And the fashion course is obviously where we met. Yeah. So, that, yeah. Yeah. so um, is it fair to say that you had sort of like an epiphany after the accident and then you realized that you wanted to be yourself a bit more and do the things that you wanted to do more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think before the accident, I was definitely, I didn't know it, but I had like depression and I, um, it was like getting a bit deeper and deeper. Like I was drinking heavily and like doing all sorts of other things and that. Yeah. And that's what kind of led to the crash, just being being reckless. Right. And I think that was me. There was something inside me like trying to like get out and like express it. And like because I was living in a small town at the time. And then since all that happened, I kind of left that environment. I've come to London and it's like a new world and it's like and so like the, the world is expressive and it appreciates you kind of thing. Um, you know, like you yeah. can wear stuff down the street and no one bats an eyelid. Like I remember the first time I wore a dress before I left London back in this small town kind of area. And it was such a big deal uh, on this night out. Like people loved it. Like they, they said I was really brave and stuff, but at the same time, you could tell a lot of people were very confused by it. Yeah. yeah. Were, were you wearing a full dress or can you describe what you were wearing? Um, yeah, it was. So we had a party the night before and it was my friend's girlfriend's dress that she wore the night before. And it was like a, it was like one of those ones where it's like kind of comes in on the bus there and then like and then comes out a bit into a bit of a tutu. Mm -hmm. but, um, because it was like a little bit too large for me, it looked like a sort of elongated t-shirt with a bit more. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, it's, um, you get two kind of reactions, like um, people really, really love it. And then there's people that just kind of don't react to it at all. And you can tell they're not too keen, but at the same time, they don't want to say anything. Um, yeah. and yeah, I get a lot of messages and stuff um, to this day about things like that, saying like, oh, you're really brave for doing things like that. And I don't see it as bravery at all, because to me, since the accident, and I, I think and feel completely different. I almost don't have a choice in these things. Like, if I see something, I will just, like, like a magpie or something, like, grab it. Like I was <laughs> yeah. I was at a, um, a New Year's Eve party a couple of uh, years ago and there was this random tutu lying around and I didn't even think twice about it. I just put it on and I was wearing it all night and like people were like, oh, you're rocking that tutu and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it's just a second nature to me now. It's, it's like, a, it's, there's no thought. Yeah, I think it's great that you got to that point where you do these things naturally we end without thinking if people are going to like it or not because you are now doing these things for yourself 
mm. and not for others to actually like what you're wearing or for the comments, whatever yeah. that may be. So yeah. you mentioned earlier that the first time you wore a dress, some people were making comments, some of them positive, some others didn't make comments. But I want to hear about how you felt particularly at that point, because it was the first time and kind of a lot happened during that time that you were doing this. Yeah, well, I actually loved it because so like I say, we had the party the night before and the next day there was this dress from my friend's girlfriend at the time around and me and her really got on. So um, she, I, I said to her, like, can I try it on? Because it was a cool dress. It had like this cool floral pattern on it. Um, and she was like, yeah, go ahead. And I wore it. And like I had a t-shirt underneath and like my jeans and stuff. Like it wasn't just me wearing like just the dress and that was it. Like I kind of like did my own thing. With yeah. It. I had like my jeans and my sneakers and whatnot. Um, and um, the there was a few adults around like from, from then and they really didn't get it. They were like, all right, kind of like it's time to take the dress off now. The joke's over now. But to me, it wasn't that kind of thing. It was like, uh, I'm enjoying this. Like, it fe- And it feels really nice as well. Like the way it just kind of contours to you and it's like, you're, you're getting a hug from your clothes. Um, I was like, no, I'm not taking it off. And then I said to her like, would so you mind? People were actually coming to you and telling you to kind of like stop the joke in brackets. Yeah, this was sort of like before we gone to the party. Oh, okay. We were like at my friend's house before. And like the parents and the people that were there, the sort of older generation that don't quite see it the same as maybe I we do, they thought I was just kind of like playing around, being silly. Um, and yeah. they were like, all right, you know, fun's over now. Like, you know, like you say. Um, and then I just kind of ignored it, carried on. And then I said to her like, so we've got this other party coming up tonight would you mind if I wore it? And she was like, yeah, cool, go ahead. And um, the thing about it was I earned respect at that party because I, a couple of people said some stuff that wasn't like, they weren't trying to get to me or target me or anything. They were just trying to like be a bit, you know, take the mick, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got in a fight with one guy there and he's, me and him are like really good friends now, but he was this really big bloke and he's like one of these people that people are a bit like intimidated of. Um, and yeah, we got in like a, like fisticuffs and stuff and we hugged it out at the end of that. And he was like, mate, I've got so much respect for you for that, for, you know, me saying this and that and you've in a dress then than that. And like, uh, yeah. So, why do you think this person was you know kind of like picking on you at that point why do you think they wanted to get out of you and why do you think their goal was at that point so we were quite close to like that kind of we'd left school maybe a year afterwards and we were like we kind of hung out in a similar crowd in school and it was more like you know how you tease a friend right um and then like goes just a little bit too far but then because you're in public and there's a crowd there's a bit of reaction and people are like oh what's gonna how's it gonna play out and I thought like if I don't assert myself not try and be dominant or anything but 
take a stand on this, like that will just shut it all down. And it did. Um, yeah. So that was the beginning and the end of that particular situation because you felt empowered to stand up for yourself in a very risky situation for you. So even though you said earlier that people thought that you were brave, brave, but you didn't see it as you being brave, don't you think, you know, you should give yourself a little bit of credit because of what happened there? I mean, if you take the whole, if you change the context a little bit and say that I wasn't wearing a dress and it wasn't because of that, and say, you know, uh, I was wearing some beat up shoes and they took the mick out of me for having like, not great shoes or whatever and I stood my ground that it's a similar situation you know it's not bravery it's just being um not backing not not being apologetic for what you are yeah um, exactly totally understand so you think because you were kind of you were bending the rules of society somehow yeah and they and felt threatened yeah. And this was a few years, like, since then, a lot has happened in fashion where it's become a lot more acceptable for, you know, men to dress more femininely and things like that. You know, um, you have artists like Young Thug and stuff on their uh, album covers wearing dresses and stuff. And this was like 2014. So it was before all of that. Um, so it really was like quite groundbreaking at the time. But um, well, I don't want to say groundbreaking because that makes me sound like I'm some kind of big-headed thing. <laughs> but, uh, I, I can't think of anyone else doing something like that, similar at that time that I know of. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was one of them. And then it was, that became quite a like well-known incident between sort of people that I know because in, in those sort of towns and villages and shit, uh, sorry, and things around Oxfordshire. It's um, everyone kind of knows each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the old person would come up to me and be like, "Did you really get in a fight with you know so and so and that?" And be like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah, I was wearing dress and that." And then I think off the back of that, I've never ever had any sort of confrontation about it anymore. Because say if I'm at a different party now, I'll always go with a friend or something, and I'll be wearing something a bit out there if they'll be chatting in the background, my friend will be like, well, you know, he'll, he'll back it up. So, so yeah. chill out. I think, I think for, for what I can see at that point, you stood up for yourself. And that was, again, like I said, the beginning and the end of it. So I think every time you find yourself in a different, in, in the similar situations, you have already thought out the whole process and you are prepared and ready mentally for whatever happens, you know, because I think yeah. in those situations, anything can happen. But if you're focused on what you're doing and comfortable with what you're wearing in this case, because we're talking about fashion and clothing, then that's going to give you kind of like that peace of mind. So you don't have to worry or like look around for people wondering if they're thinking or saying something about yourself. Yeah, this is a thing as well. I've, um, I have, when I go out with friends and stuff now, um, it gets, they mention a lot that like people will take a, a stare and a gander at me as I'm walking past and I'm 
com I'm completely oblivious to that now. Um, I, that, be, yeah, I just don't notice it at all. And they'll be like, you know, so many people stare at you and that while you're out. Um, so yeah, it's, like I say, it's just so natural now. Um, yeah, I think, I think people are going to stare for any, for whatever reason, um, whether you're wearing a dress or not. Um, you know, the topics so I'll be discussing with different people is it's about bending the rules and, and challenging society in different things. And as I said, people are gonna always have something to say. And mm -hmm. it is about how comfortable you are with who you are and with the things that you wear and the things that you do and the things that you say or the way that you behave. As long as you're comfortable with that, then whatever people say, because they're always gonna say something, then that's not gonna affect you or the others or the people listening that much. So let's go back a little bit to the first time you decided you were gonna wear a dress. Did you express this to your family members did they notice or did you just simply started wearing all the things that were different to what you were wearing before? And uh, how was that taken by them? Well, I've kind of lived on my own since I was about 14. Like my family moved uh, up north and then I've had like relatives nearby that kind of have looked after me um, while I, because it was in the, it was in the recession time uh, when my mum moved so if she sold her house she wouldn't make any money so we had an agreement where I would like maintain it through the upkeep and stuff like that and I'd live there on my own so I didn't really have anyone to like come home and like have to explain anything to um, but then obviously I did see my family but they didn't see the dresses and stuff at first because that was like my first thing and it was like out and about but over time well I've always dressed a bit feminine since I was a kid, like, but it just got a bit more extreme at that time. But like, I remember being, it must have been 2006 or something. And I remember I was walking around with my family and I could hear my two uncles behind me and they were talking about like, you know, like, oh, why are you wearing such skinny jeans and things like that? And it was like, uh, I've always been like that. It's always been my style. Um, and so it's, it's, it's eventually got a bit more um, notice and stuff, but my family kind of, they know I'm a, I'm a kind of creative person and stuff like that going on. And Why did so, you do the, the quotes when you said creative person? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you are a creative person. I am, but I'm not like a, in any specific field. Like it's a bit like all over the shop. Um, so yeah, they they kind of accept accept it to the degree they can. Um, I mean, they've never ever said anything bad to me, and it's like they unconditionally like like love me and all that stuff. So they don't really care. And yeah, yeah, I think that that that's a great example. You know, as long as they let you live your life and do what you do without you know, trying to change you in any way, then that, that is awesome. Obviously not everybody has the same luck as you may have had in that sense. Oh yeah, definitely. People yeah. have been so, you know, okay with everything. 
have you had like a very you know bad situation that you have encountered yourself or when you are with friends because of the way you dress or because of your nails or because of the jewelry or something like that um no i think it's about how you present yourself because i always i have a lot of situations where you know it'll be a little bit standoffish maybe me and someone will be like staring at each other for for a little bit too long and we'll be thinking like what's what's going to be the outcome of this and then it always turns out it's something friendly like they'll come up to me and be like oh i love your coat man or something like that um so i've never actually had a bad situation because of it and i think it's you got to be it's all about your mindset you got to be kind of playful with it and aware that you are you are a bit of an elephant in the room like you can't just walk in sort of expect everyone to be you know understand it and all of that like you got to have a bit of a sense of humor to it you know if someone comes up to you and makes a, a joke about what you're wearing and that and if it's a good joke and that feel like you got to have a laugh with them because like i'm not stupid i do realize that it's like oh not oh, i don't know it's not something you see every day so it's something yeah. Like a, of course humor is how we deal with things and process things as well so it's like yeah okay do you think when people come and say to you oh i really like your outfit or i really like your shoes you mentioned earlier that people kind of stare and then they come to you and say things like that mm. do you think they are maybe hiding what what and how they really feel behind a compliment in brackets in a positive or a negative in a negative way because they might not actually be okay with, with what you're doing but somehow they feel kind of like drawn and pulled to you because they want to know more but they might not know how to express it i've never thought about it that way because if i've ever seen anyone in something that i'm not too keen on i've never thought about expending that energy and stuff and going to make a point to mention it to them um It's an interesting thought. It's, it's never crossed my mind before. Uh, so no. I guess you don't feel the need to educate people on this sense. You're just simply being yourself. And if they understand, fine. If they don't, fine. Yeah, I have this kind of analogy in my head. I've been thinking going with for a couple of years. Um, and I think it's kind of, it's like, you know how there's like poisonous snakes and they're more colorful and vibrant and it's like that's their like warning sign okay it, <laughs> i feel like a little bit like when people see me and if they see like from first glance you can tell and it's like you can tell that i might not be on your wavelength or whatever from that and it's good it like keep certain people the yeah. people that need to be interacting with like they know that it's not worth their time to approach me And people that are into it are going to come and chat and stuff and they usually create and stuff and yeah yeah i mean it, it, it is london it is 2020 you know a lot of these things that were not accepted and okay in the past in 2014 like when you started doing this in your case the more accepted now and 
mostly people are you know okay with these things um do you think that because every time you have described a particular situation in the conversation that we have been having today it feels like you are as you said the elephant in the room which means you're going to be physically physically the person that's going to be different from the rest of the crowd and yeah. does that mean that you somehow won the attention this is the this is the paradox about it because i actually hate the attention i'm such an introvert and when people come up to me and give me a compliment or something i i'm really grateful but i kind of hate it because i never know how to respond or it's like yeah so i don't know i would love to just kind of be like I don't know, dress how I want to dress, but like also somehow be invisible in the room at the same time. Um, but yeah, because like I say, I'm not, I'm not doing it for what people think about me. They could love, they could hate it. Um, it's literally about what I enjoy the feeling of, like what feels right to me when I look in the mirror and walk out in the morning. Okay. Um, so nowadays we see a lot more people on social media expressing themselves um, through makeup, through um, clothing, through music, through different things. You're a very creative person. And I know that for a fact because we're friends and um, we went to school together. So do you like, where do you find inspiration for the things that you do? I don't know, it's so hard. I'm very like, like I was saying earlier, I'm a bit of a magpie. Like I always collect things that I find interesting. Like I can't help it. Like for example, this, right? So it's a, this is like a dog collar that I found in Powerland. Mm -hmm. And I brought that and I was like, I feel like I could do something with that. And then like, I seen these really big uh, key rings. And I was like, same thing that like, I feel like I could do something with that. And then the other day I was on eBay and I found like this cool cross and like, it just like, the puzzle pieces just drop and it click and I'm like put it together and you've got like a cool charity thing going on um similar thing with this like I just got this crop like thing like I'm not really religious or anything it's just like I don't know they cool and it's like I'm very if you look around my room it's all sort of like just things that I've collected that I then just like oh I like this and then I'll stick it together and it just becomes a thing that's kind of like how I get dressed and stuff in the morning it's like Okay. Yeah, I can see that sort of like a Japanese theme around your room at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I've got the, the screen there and then I have like um a piece I was working on there. It's like a really big fan. Um, oh wow, that's that's nice. Another one that's uh it's kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So did you always have this you know, need for being creative before the accident as well, or just after the accident when you decided to express yourself a little bit more? I've always been creative in some capacity, like since I was a child. Um, my earliest memories of a, are of drawing and stuff. And a lot of time it was of like people or whatever wearing like cool clothes and stuff. I think maybe that's where the whole fashion design thing might have come from. Um, and then art was just something like 
at school where it was like it was a good ex- it was a good escape so I was never like a sporty kid or one of those kids and like I always I always tend to get on with like girls and things like that better and like so I'd do like the after school art clubs and things like that and like hang out with my friends and do, do that and it just kind of came from there I've always had that thing about me um a lot of the time I, I wish you know I wish I was like uh, great with numbers or something so I could just be an accountant life would be like so much more straightforward but at the same time I don't think I'd trade it for the world no I think you sound very happy and content with the things that you do now and with the decision that you made after the accident to be yourself and to express yourself in the way that you want to do that whether just whether that's just wearing a dress today or whether that's just wearing a dot color the next day. Mm. It doesn't matter. And I do admire you for that because you don't care about what people think and you just simply want to be yourself. But on the other side, if anything happens, you are ready for it. You know, it's not like you're letting people put you down for being who you are. So it's, I guess right now, it's not a battle that you're having with yourself and with society. It's kind of like you have gone past that. Is that fair to say? Yeah. It's like if I, if ever, and like I say, it's, a, it's very rarely, super rare, where I've ever got into like an altercation with someone where it's become like a physical thing. And it's weird. I get this kind of out-of-body experience where it's like I look at myself as if I'm maybe like my own child or something, and I'm like, no, I will not allow you to treat you know this person like that for something so trivial and like I kind of go out of myself and respond in that way mm-hmm. um and it's very rare I've never ever lost my temper it's uh it's always like quite controlled so, um I'm like such a chill person I don't get what do you think that comes from because not everybody can do what you do you know be chilled and be content and react in a in a neutral way when you're being attacked by so many people and so many things at the same time you know how how do you manage that i don't know whenever i'm in a situation that's a bit that would get people stressed out or angry or whatever like the fact of the matter is you're in the situation either way so what's the point in spending time getting wound up about it you know um yeah it's like for example, today, uh, I got stuck in the lift in my building and it was like, that would, I imagine that would like frustrate a lot of people. And I did the, I had to call up and wait for the next people to get me. And it was like, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no two ways about it. Like, why bother getting angry? Because that's just going to annoy me. And then I'm going to be sat in this little box, angry, you know? So why not just chill, listen to some music and wait for the guy to film it like that? And that's kind of like my approach to everything. Yeah, I think I totally agree with that. And I think people, when they don't react well to the situations, something else is going on there. Because if you apply logic like you do to these situations and you look at the bigger picture, nothing good is going to come out out of the argument or the fight or the disagreement. Yeah. No. So in the end, it's just going to be a waste of time. So 
people should be more like you in that sense, you know. So they should take a page of that book and listen, look at the bigger picture, and then try to decide what's best to deal with the situation, whether right. that's being stuck in a lift or whether that's just being in a bar when people are not happy with the things that you're wearing. Yeah, you know, it's like if someone if someone needs to come, like, you know, a bouncer or something in a club, if someone needs to come and tell you to, like, chill it out or whatever, it's always better to just be, like, cool with them and be friendly because that's going to get you much further than if you kick off with them. Next thing you know, you're going to be kicked out of the club. Like, it's a similar principle in life. Just, just be cool with people and good things will come back to you. It's like, um, I'm not, like, a karma guy, but it kind of is true, you know? Yeah. Treat people well, they'll treat you well. It's that simple. Yeah, of course. So let's jump back a bit to your art project with your teddy bear and bondage. Oh yeah. Why was that about bondage? So I'm not like um, there was no sexual kind of element to that for me at all. It was purely because a teddy bear is such like a uh, a sign of innocence and kind of thing and it's the the whole um, the theme of this art show was about um, men's mental health um, and I thought it was a good sort of representation of the sort of like as you kind of grow and adjust to the sort of adult world where you sort of lose that childlike kind of innocence and that was it's not a deep um, piece at all you know I'm not I always find it very funny to talk about my art because I know a lot of people that are in, like uh, very good artists and stuff. And they can always tell you like such a deep and like good synopsis of their pieces and that, but mine are very uh, quite yeah. simple. Okay, so what about the rest of the accessories that you are wearing right now? The big cross, they also the big cross and the bracelet. Where does that come from? Is it from the same creative side or do they mean something else to you? Um, I don't know. It's a bit like the, well, so, so, so for example, like the rings and stuff, they have sentimental value, so they stay on all the time. Um, one of the, I have a bracelet as well, which is the same. Um, and then the other things are just me playing around, you know, like some days I won't wear this one, some days I won't wear this. Because, you know, it's not convenient as well sometimes. Like, I was putting a jumper on the other day and uh, it was like a knitted one. This kept getting poked up on it. And I was like, you know, forget this and taking this off. And like, backing that off. But it's like, uh, yeah, it's like with the tiara. It's like, I just see, I'll see something lying around. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll just put that on. You know? Like, um, I was wearing, a, I was wearing like, just before we, we got on the call, I was just wearing this fluffy hat just around the around flat just because I like it. Like, there's no, I just see, see something around and I'll just pick it up and be like, yeah, cool. And like, that's that. So you are like a walking collage. Yeah. Yeah, that's, good. that's a really good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I think, I think it's, I think it's, it's great that you find a meaning on every item that you wear. And then you just put them together and you just walk out, you know. Mm. Where does that brave and courage come from? Because, and I say courage, because some people listening might not feel brave enough to do things like that. Where does that come from? And what advice would you give to people that they want to express themselves a little bit more, but they don't know how to? 
So what's the question? What in what like when I leave the house? What when um, you leave the house wearing that fairy hat and wearing the dark color and a dress? You know. Um, for me personally, it's just like I like it, and why deprive myself of something for the the sake of pleasing a stranger on the street? You know, um, it's like if you really like eating dark chocolate and you know the, the whole world was like no you shouldn't eat dark chocolate or anything would you stop because you to please the people probably not um but i guess in terms of advice start small because i like i say i've always been into different clothes and sometimes that wasn't a choice like growing up me and my mum used to share clothes and stuff so i'd wear women's clothes but that were a bit more androgynous and stuff so people wouldn't really know so i've never been afraid to like cross that men woman boundary uh you know when i was a kid and we had that uh you know you do a school trip to france or whatever and you get like an afternoon to go spend some money i went to like the french version of top shop and bought some like girls skinny jeans and stuff because because I'm a funny size as well. So like girls jeans, like fit me, like guys jeans just don't work for me. Mm. Um, so I've always had, I've, I had that choice removed from me from a very young age. And I think that's had an influence on it as well to not be afraid to like check out what's on the girl side of the show. Um, and it's always so much more interesting in me. We've always got so much like cool stuff going on, like cool clothes and yeah. Yeah. I um, think Sorry, hurry on. Get back to the point. Yeah, definitely. Like, start small. You know, if you like, if you like bright colours, but you tend to wear black. You know, add a bright accessory here and there, a nice jumper. I don't know. Um, all different. Sometimes you can jump straight into it. Sometimes you can you can ease yourself into it. But um, if you're worried about what other people are gonna say and stuff, then yeah starting slowly and giving people that chance to sort of adjust with you um would help okay i think i mean i did i, I like that analogy about the dark chocolate because it's so simple but it does apply to the same situation why would you give up something just because others don't agree with it no one of the things i've only I only get, I get very few sort of things about what I wear. And there was one occasion that I did offend someone and it played out really funny. And uh, the guy kind of, we were on holiday together and he was my, so me and a friend went on holiday with his dad. And I didn't know that his dad was uncomfortable during the holiday because he didn't mention anything to me, but he was telling my friend with things that I was wearing, you know, like a, like a, you know, those big brim hats and things like that, and you know, like uh, floral things and um, tank tops and things like that. I, I don't know. Um, and it would be, it was bothering him, but he didn't address it with me, which I feel like would have really helped, you know, at the start of the holiday. But towards the end of the holiday, it just kind of all came out. You know, we was all a bit tired and mm. that. And I said to him, like, you know, I apologise for if what I wore has offended you, but this is how I dress, and that's how it's how it is. You know, 
Um, and he said, yeah, to be fair to him, he said, yeah, I understand it is my problem. Um, so I respect that. But yeah, I don't really have to deal with that kind of stuff often. Yeah, I think people, coming from your example, I think people should try to understand themselves and why they're having that feeling towards the other instead of mm. trying to change the other person. Mm. Because in that, in that sense, in that, in that example, they are the ones that are unhappy with something that's okay for you, but it's not for you to, to have to change their mind. Yeah. That's not your responsibility. Yeah. And I, I was kind of torn after that exchange because I was, on the one hand, I was thinking, you know, if they gave me a heads up before the trip, would I have packed a little bit differently, toned it down a little bit? But then at the same time, you know, we're on holiday and I want to dress how I want to dress. Like, it's a, it's a tricky one to handle, but I don't think I would change it going back. You know, this is a couple of years ago and it's, it's not something I lose sleep over now. But someone was a bit uncomfortable while I was wearing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the world. I mean, it took you a life and death situation to realize what you wanted to do with your life in that sense. So why change it because somebody disagreed with it? You know, obviously, not everybody goes through the same things when they decide that they are going to be themselves. Because wanting to do that and doing that is one of the hardest things. I yeah. say that to everybody. Being yourself is one of the hardest things because yeah. people are going to be in jails because they can't be themselves. They like to fit in boxes. They like to act out. They like to jump on the bandwagon. And you don't. And I like to believe that I don't. I like to be myself and express myself the way that I am or the way that I want to be. So, yeah. It's, it's a very tricky situation, you know, because you at the same time want to be wary of other people's feelings and situations because sometimes it might not play well with your family or with your close friends, you know, because if it was a random stranger at, um, outside, you might not care that much, but sometimes it might be your close friend or your parents or something like that. So you might have had a more tricky uh, discussion in that sense. The very first time, going back to what you were talking about, the nails and doing it a little bit slower at the beginning to try to express yourself. The first time I did my nails, um, they're not done now, but I a few time, um, I was terrified. Mm. I was terrified and I was hiding my hands all the time, but I was like, I should not be doing this. And they were out. But then again, I was like trying to do this and trying to find ways to yeah. hide them. Yeah, because I've never done that before. So I had that little devil in my mind playing all the time, saying, you're doing something wrong, you're doing something wrong, you're doing something wrong. That's crazy. But, but I was like, I am not. I want to do this, you know? And then when I told one of my partners about it, it took me a while to actually get the words out. Because really? even though he's gay, you know, doing things like this are not necessarily okay within the gay spectrum. You know, I was so involved. Is it, is, sorry, for my no. ignorance, is it not okay in that spectrum, then, generally? No, I was in my own head. All right. 
And I was I was wondering and making assumptions that people were not going to be okay with this, you know. So I was my own worst enemy at that point, and I was telling myself that this was wrong. But then slowly I started doing it more and more and more, to the point that I was okay wherever I was. Yeah. So you're not talented after, but sorry to cut you off. You were just. I remember you sent me that first picture you did, and they were perfect. Done like they was in the salon the first time. <laughs> it took me forever to do that, but I was quite happy with the results. So, just going back to the advice that you gave earlier about if people want to dress or put makeup or accessories or anything that might be different to the others, yes, do it slow. It works because it worked for me. It worked for you, and it's going to work for a lot of people, not for everybody. But, yeah, I mean, you've got to take into consideration your situation. Like I say, I was very lucky. I have an understanding family and my friends get that I'm an eccentric guy. Even before the accident, I was always a different... I, I thought in a different way and acted in a different way and, and stuff like that. So I think that made it a lot easier. But I was definitely very lucky. Um, so, you you know, be be aware of your surroundings you know since of your surroundings yeah definitely so i know for a fact that you are a designer as well you design clothes um how is the industry looking at this point in regards to you know gender bending fashion what are your thoughts on that do we have enough do we need more where are we failing I don't know. I don't like to talk about fashion as an industry because when you get into fashion, it's such a personal thing. You know? um, for me, it's a little bit irrelevant what's on the Gucci runway because no one's ever going to buy the entire Gucci runway and dress how it was styled. So it's all about, you know, take a jacket from here that you like. Maybe you want to pair it with a skirt. Maybe not. Maybe you want to pair it with jeans or whatever. So um, the androgyny uh, in terms of shows and things is definitely, I mean, inclusivity, 2020 is the year where we've been kind of doubling down on inclusivity and equality and things like that. So there is a bit of that. And I, I do really hope that it's not just, you know, kind of lip service to please the people. I really hope it's some lasting sort of changes. But um yeah, I think I think it will get better um, in terms of you know the gender bending and things like that. I mean, I was quite surprised that Raf Simmons announced uh, that he was doing a women's wear collection, his first ever one, and that he would be showcasing it. I believe I could be wrong at the same time as his men's wear, and I would be really curious to see if he you know mix mix match the kind of gender wear. That would be great. Um, because I think going forward in future, that would be amazing. Because for me personally, I, I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, I do agree with that. I can see as well that um, I know you don't like to call it in, an industry, but to generalize this for everybody listening, you know, fashion as an industry, it is changing slowly, but it is changing yeah. um, towards be more inclusive for the customers 
for the audience, for the people. In the end, we are the ones that actually, you know, keep them afloat because we are the customers that actually buy yeah. their clothes. I think they're realizing that now with the, you know, the amount of money that they've lost over the COVID stuff, like store closures and stuff like that. Now they're kind of panicking, thinking that we need to appease the people that are going to pay us, you know. Um, and a lot of the people buying clothes now are young kids. It, it surprises me. They're getting younger and younger every day. You know, when I was 15, I was wearing, you know, top top shop and all of this stuff you see 15 year olds now like in head to toe gucci and supreme and stuff so, you know they're the ones spending the money so it's gonna it's gonna go in their favor yeah i think social media has had a massive you know input on that sense because i think social media it can be used as a weapon for fashion or to send a message and then a lot of people might think that what you see in social media, it's everything to it. And then they might see people wearing brands all over the place. And yeah. it might just be for a editorial or for something like that, that they actually didn't pay for. But obviously that is what's been sold to the customers. And they want to look like that person. They want to buy the same clothes. They want to buy the same thing. So I think social media has kind of like shoved down their throats that information into the customers that they feel like they have no choice and they want to replicate this image that they're looking at on the computers or phones. And it's the danger of influencers as well because you don't know what's going on, what kind of agreements they have behind the scenes, you know, um, to, you know, really push certain agendas and things and pieces and, and whatnot, you know, like sending Hedy uh, Slimane did for his recent collection with all the TikTok e-boy things, you know, sending them Celine products and stuff, but you don't know how much of it is like organic and how much of it is being fed into the, the kind of culture, the online culture. Okay, cool. So we are about to finish. Any last words, anything that we didn't this cause that you wanted to talk about in particular? Um, I mean, uh, just to, I think it was something I was gonna mention in passing ages and ages ago. It kind of really makes me sad when I get the comments when people say like, um, you know, you're really brave for what you're wearing and stuff because it shouldn't be like that, you know? It should it shouldn't be. take someone to be brave to be who they want to be yeah um yeah that was something i was thinking of um and then aside from that not really man unless there's anything i can i can any other info i can share with you but yeah fantastic bro. all right man thank you very much for your time thank take you, care bye. and bye bye. i will hopefully see you soon thank you for listening and if you want to stay in touch, you can find me on Instagram at MQFBD. Until next time.